Minute, your daily podcast where we analyze the movie Tombstone minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob, and joined as always by Joe. That's a kind of a somber intro there. Is everything yeah. okay? It's Monday. It's the beginning of the week. You know, I start start the expectations low, and then by the end, you know, I just watched this Virgil minute. <laughs> he doesn't say much. Yeah, um, he seems upset. <laughs> in this minute, uh, Mayor John Clum criticizes the Earps for not helping out. That's essentially how the minute ends. But let's let's start with how it begins. Um, much like the last minute ended, Wyde and Morgan have gone on about how they're going to make a lot of money, and Virgil is sort of giving them the silent treatment. Yeah, it's like the closest we've seen to Wyatt being happy in a long time in this movie, and it's because he's talking about how much money he's making. That's true. Good guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I think this week, uh, as we go through these these minutes for the week, this is definitely a time where we learn that Wyatt is needs to be convinced to do the right thing. <laughs> it's not natural for him at all. You know. Uh, I was thinking of Sam Elliott. I was looking at Sam Elliott's, uh, who plays Virgil, of course, uh, looking at his uh, filmography. You know, I think most of us know him best from this and Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was curious, like, where this falls along in his breaks. And he was in the movie Mask. Now, that is Mask, not The Mask. I, I hope you don't forget about um, one of his finest supporting roles in the, I believe, late 80s. But I'm going to let you go on and just trust that you'll get to it. One of his finest supporting roles in the 80s. Is he, he's in he's in. I'm glory. just assuming this movie was made in the 80s because I can't imagine any other decade where it could exist. But I guess I, mean, I don't know for sure it was made then. Glory was around this, around like right before this. He's in Glory, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can say that this movie I'm thinking about is Glory Us. Gl- <laughs> but it is not Glory. Okay. Um. Just why don't why don't you just tell us? No. Let's just move on. No. <laughs> Roadhouse. Oh yeah, Roadhouse. That is Roadhouse has to be in like eighties, right? I I can't imagine. Yeah, like I said, eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah, just Garrett. barely. It it's sort of like the uh, one of the last hair metal albums before Nevermind comes and blows it away. <laughs> uh. It and and. Almost the whole movie, all he does is just talk, talk to, um, talk to, uh, shoot, I'm blanking on the movie star, uh, Patrick Swayze on the phone, right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think you're right. It's clear that they couldn't get their schedules lined up for shooting, so they're Which like, oh, weird. we'll just have them call on the phone. Because it's not like Sam Elliott in 1989 is probably that busy. Maybe him and Patrick Swayze hated each other and refused to be, <laughs> refused to be on the same set. I was thinking about Sam Elliott and how in this movie he's referred to as Verge a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about starting up my uh, my own Sam Elliott fan site called TheVerge.com. I, th- I, <laughs> I think it's taken. Oh, spelled V-I-R-G, though? Oh, yeah. See? You know, on, on The Verge, we just have Sam Elliott review tech products. <laughs> Oh hell! I can't get this thing turned on. Uh, we'll just have we'll just have Sam Elliott unboxing videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be awesome, by the way. His well, I don't know what so this great. dang thing does. 
Yeah, we'll have him do like the new iPhone where and and have him learn for the first time that there's no headphone port. Oh yeah. What, <laughs> what well, the how, hell? How the hell am I supposed to listen to Tombstone Minute? <laughs> Can't plug my dang earbuds in. <laughs> no, uh, Virg, it's it's Bluetooth. What? <laughs> Teeth are supposed to be white. <laughs> I can't do his voice at all. I don't think either of us can. He's he's fantastic. Um, so back to this minute. Yeah, why? <laughs> uh, back to this minute of brothers bickering. Well, I think uh, it's not really minute. even bickering. It's just um, well, I I have some thoughts, but I'll, like, why don't you continue your summary? Um, well. I, I just want to point out that I never realized there were so many dead birds in the Oriental. <laughs> it's like, like uh, it's it's like what um, it's unsightly. It's like Norman Bates, uh, yes. like sitting room behind the counter. <laughs> yeah, this I counted would be improved with a little bit of uh, um, Anthony Perkins. That's his name, right? Yeah, um, I think there's like over now. a dozen dead birds like pinned on the wall behind them. I think that's what your basement could use. We should we should get some uh, taxidermy for the Powers booth. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I have a deer head in my basement. There's, oh, there's I, a start. There's no taxidermy in this house yet. Um. So Morgan is pretty, as we as we'll discuss. Morgan sort of swings wildly from one brother to another from time to time, and at this point, he is all in on the Wyatt side. And for just a small amount of time longer. <laughs> yes. He uh, he mentions that we're looting this bird six ways from Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just is one of those guys that agrees with whoever talked to him most recently. Yeah, that actually might be true. As you, as you mentioned that, I think we'll keep an eye on that. But I think whoever he's, – he's easily convinced. Yeah. Um. And I love how Wyatt mentions, like, pretty fun, too, isn't it? Like, you're right. Wyatt's having the best time of his life right here. So what we're doing here is taking drunk gambling addicts for all of the money that they've gotten from mining silver and then letting an organized crime gang run roughshod over the town and Mm -hmm. doing nothing about it. It's kind of a beautiful love letter to capitalism, actually. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, like, everything that, that we see from Wyatt to this point and through... I think through essentially the first hour of the movie is him all in on capitalism. Um, I actually think pretty fun too, isn't it? It's probably ultimately my review of this movie too. <laughs> yeah. You have to phrase it as a question because yeah. you're, <laughs> you're not totally married to the idea. Isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah, you had fun too, fun. didn't you? That's how, that's how we have to sell this podcast to people. Um, but I really want to, before we do you have anything more before the mayor steps in uh no all my stuff is for after that poor guy comes in and talks to these three these well two and a half selfish jerks Um, and i'm sure i'm wrong is it do you know if it's mayor john clum or clum it's c-l-u-m um if you if he was a doofus i would say clum but he seems like a fairly decent guy so i'm gonna call him clum he is a very decent man. Remember, we sort of did a uh, a little backstory on him earlier. Yeah. How uh, he has a pretty incredible life. So, Klum. If it's Clum, it's probably Clum, because it, it would have an e at the end. I think if it was Clum. But okay. So, Mayor knows. John Clum. Whatever. What I'm is sure your I'll... instinct? 
to because the opposite of that is probably what's my correct. instinct is clum, which makes me think it might be clue. <laughs> yeah, it's probably clue. <laughs> um, so he comes in and uh, in vintage uh, wider f- fashion, he's not even able to ask a question. <laughs> he's now passed it along to Morgan. <laughs> yeah, to, to to spike uh, to to block ideas from people. <clears throat> yep. Both White and Morgan are just like, nope, where, nope. And uh, the mayor kind of directly challenges Virgil on this. And, um, you know, Virgil points out that uh, I'm busy. We're all busy. As they're playing a game. I know. Just, yes. <laughs> playing pool uh, at a bar that they have, I don't know if ownership in, but they're making money at. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're at this point, like, if you just showed someone this minute and we're like who are the good guys you wouldn't think it was the herbs well and that's where the problem kind of comes in here because i i he kind of closes this argument to with a guilt trip and uh talks about how nice it is they're making all this money while a lot of decent people are suffering is what he says now who have we seen firsthand suffering in this movie in the town of tombstone so we gotta again (laughs) As we are so always, okay. and of course that wedding thing—that was a family dispute. We've <laughs> we've established. Um, well, we we've seen um, Texas Jack and uh, and those guys get in that shootout. That kind of okay, rolled but outside. that that had nothing to do with the Cowboys. It had nothing to do with the Cowboys. The uh, this is an interesting point you're bringing up here, Joe, and it, you're, I feel a bit challenged. Are you telling me that from what we've seen of Tombstone so far, outside of some gunfights that seem to be resolved by the without much? I mean, Fred White, obviously, that's that's a problem. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so he was. I wrote. I found. I, I was able to write down four names. Okay. Uh, one of whom is uh, Johnny Tyler. So uh, he, he, it wasn't the Cowboys messing with him. It was the Earps. Yep. So oh, Johnny Tyler was messing like, but Johnny yeah. Tyler was a problem before that. Sure, and I'm not saying they were wrong, but like, yeah, he he w- he both suffered and inflicted suffering on others. But he's out of the picture now. Yep. Uh, to Wyatt's wife. Yep, that's self-inflicted. Uh, you already mentioned Fred White. Fred White. And my um, fourth name is uh, Professor Gilman. Yeah, he catches <laughs> stuff. His show is ruined. He was ruined. I and I would say. Um, the viewers for having to watch that horseback riding date <laughs> we've <laughs> suffered those horses had it maybe the horses because they had it run out of them and their heads were glued together <laughs> <laughs> so there's some animal cruelty but that's really more on the uh, a meta issue on the filmmakers not so much within the world of the story yeah okay um, so i so are so you telling the me- problem here is okay so things and this bleeds into the next minute they've were uh 56 minutes into the movie and mm-hmm. they kind of forgot to make the Cowboys seem like really bad dudes. Because most of the stuff where we see the Cowboys being jerks, they're being jerks directly to the Earps or one of their friends. Again, setting aside the wedding, which was a family dispute. <laughs> which we've discussed ad nauseum. We didn't explore it further. but so We're still you... looking for... I'm still doing research in the archives to try to find some what happened in the bachelor party. At the bachelor party, but it doesn't yeah. seem to be in the public record. I think they, I think George Lucas destroyed that along with the original, the originals of Star Wars. Yeah, it's um, it's it's like it, it's in the same place as the the full cut of the Magnificent Ambersons 
Yes. <laughs> oh, man, that's a deep cut. Mm. Um, okay. I have one more thing I got to say about the mayor, and I don't know if we discussed this, but I my mind was blown, Joe. Do you know what this is? Uh, having you, one's mind blown? Yeah, I had my mind blown. Do you know who plays the mayor? Um, he did kind of look familiar when I was reviewing this, but uh, okay. I don't know, though, no. His name is Terry O'Quinn, that or as we that's, know uh, him. That's, that's uh, from the guy from Lost? It's John Locke from Lost! Yeah! <laughs> I knew it. as soon as you said the name, uh, it all clicked together. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is really weird. Like anytime you see him and anything else, and he's not bald. Yeah. So I guess he might. I don't know if you could see his hair because he's wearing a hat, but it doesn't really sound like him. No, it doesn't sound like him. But once I sort of um, looked it up and then rewatched the scene, I was like, yeah, it absolutely is him. Unbelievable. <laughs> I had wow. no idea how many times we watched this movie and watched. I mean, I only watched Lost once, but still, like through the entire sequence, never realized, you know, same guy, unbelievable. Yeah, he's one of those guys where you know he's in a long-running popular TV show, and he's not allowed to be any. He can't be anything else. That's true. Um, my only other question is the dog in the Oriental. Who do you? Yeah, think? I was wondering that too. <laughs> Whose dog is it? Whose dog like is a, it? Seemed like a very good boy. Yeah, I don't think it's any of the ERPs. I don't think they would. I think they would have shown maybe, us. Maybe it's Morgan's therapy dog. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe he I has... was the one to make a okay. joke like that. Maybe you're right, because Morgan's improved a lot. <laughs> I've, I've assumed it was Milt's. Well, I, um, I think, like, I'm starting to think really the most um, damaged person is clearly Wyatt, not Morgan. He is the most emotionally unintelligent man I've ever seen in a movie like Virgil is clearly so angry this whole yes. scene and, and, why? and why it seems totally oblivious to it he's like hey we'll go check out a couple of joints uh, a couple of lots after this right and Virgil's just like looks he like doesn't even grunt just looks at him I mean, this is the same. This is the same Wyatt whose wife was clearly high on laudanum, and was just like, "Let's talk about our future." <laughs> he is just <laughs> so self-centered and oblivious to any other human being. <laughs> he is. Yeah, and, then, and when you think, take it a step further, like he can't discuss his own feelings. You know, yeah. like, are you happy? What? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm happy. Are you happy? Uh, I think that he's that he might operate somewhere on the spectrum, possibly. Uh, I I'm I'm very concerned about Wyatt. I'm starting to wonder if there's a any way that you could reframe this movie as Wyatt and Doc are actually one person, like through the whole Fight Club thing, <laughs> <laughs> like. Okay, let's let's go run with this. Go on. Well, I'm trying to think if Doc would be the right person for it, or if might um, be Curly Bill. Curly Bill. <laughs> <laughs> like Curly Bill's a lot more affectionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they kind of could be two sides of of the same coin. So like in that scene when he knocks out <laughs> Curly Bill, he hits himself in the head. <laughs> and it was actually Wyatt who shot up that Mexican writing. I I'm gonna start looking for clues. Okay. I mean, I think that there's a lot of dark mysticism. You know, we've already looked at the werewolf imagery and stuff. There's, it's possible that that that's another thing that uh, you know we're we're kind of. This is almost like uh, when you talk about punch drunk love. 
mm-hmm. about how there's like the alien subplot and all the super weird things yep. buried in that movie that that hint at something very strange going on, but it's never explicitly addressed. I think there we might th- this may this may be up to the same kind of stuff. This may be an art film by the time we're done with this. Well, I I certainly hope it is because we are spending a lot of our lives <laughs> discussing it for no money at all. That's true. We probably should have done like blow up or something else. <laughs> all right, I think yeah, we could end this for today. I, we we can. Uh, the, the, there's a lot of carryover from this minute to the next one, but uh, I I would like listeners to kind of to spend a day thinking about this. They, the filmmakers at this point have realized that they forgot to make the cowboys bad guys enough. Mm-hmm. So the next minute, they try to cram all of that stuff into about one minute of uh, screen time with Virgil outside. And, and we'll talk tomorrow about how they do that. Yeah. Uh, good teaser. We'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm.